0: And so we're going to look at intimacy with the Father tonight. I like to start, I like definitions. The reason I like definitions is because they give description. And uh, a description just helps you to understand what we're talking about a little bit better and sometimes gives you a perspective that maybe you had not thought about before. Because most words mean more than one thing. And when someone says a particular word, sometimes we interpret it one way, but that's not what they meant by it. And we also know from a little bit of study along the way, a little bit of Bible study along the way, that original words, when they were translated into other languages, lost a lot of their original meaning. meaning. Amen? So let's look at, in thinking now, we're thinking, now I want you to remember this now, that no matter the Wednesday, no matter the Sunday, no matter the message, okay, you are here for a reason, that this message is for you. And so as I am ministering, ministering, as the Lord is ministering to you through me tonight, keep that in mind. Lord, what are you saying to me, and tonight it happens to be about intimacy with you. Amen? Remember, every we should be personalizing every time we come to church, the message, because it's for me, it's for you, it's for you, it's for you. And it may look and sound different when the Lord gets personal with us, but there is a message for each and every one of us in every message, amen? Okay, so intimacy, we're talking intimacy tonight, a close association with a detailed knowledge, detailed knowledge or deep understanding. So what I'm hearing is intimacy is not an acquaintance. A detailed knowledge or deep understanding. So to have intimacy, we're talking with the Father, we know that that looks like a detailed knowledge of what? Of the Father. A deep understanding of what or of whom? The Father. Amen? But not just that. A detailed knowledge and a deep understanding of who we are as well. Because this is a, what? A relationship, a a close association between two people, not just one. Amen? Amen. So we know it's not an acquaintance. So it would be something like, have you ever said this about a a close friend? She really gets me. Because they know you so well. They have this deep, right, knowledge of you. Okay? This deep understanding of how you're wired, of how you work. They get things from the same perspective that you get them from. They know what you're saying. They know what you're talking about. They can even finish sentences for you. Amen? Intimacy with the Father. The Bible definition is innermost, inward, deep seated. Innermost. So the most in you can go. So it's not a peripheral, how's it going, Jesus, kind of relationship. Although you know Jesus loves that. He wants us talking with him all day. He wants us chatting things up with him all day long. But he doesn't want us to stop there. Amen? Okay. So I want you to write this down on a... This is also to help us see what it is. I want you to write this down on a piece of paper, if you have paper with you. I-N hyphen... This, this here is a hyphen, right? Okay. I-N hyphen dash, whatever you call it. T-O dash M-E dash and then S-E-E. And what does that say? Intimacy. Say it fast. Intimacy. Intimacy. Okay. And so in that fun little exercise, we have a little bit of an understanding as we continue along with the meaning of this word intimacy, that I see into the Father and the Father sees into me. Amen? Okay. Now that sounds easy. And praise the Lord, for a lot of people it is. But there are a lot of people, far too many Christians, that are suffering or lacking in this area because allowing the Father to see into them is not an easy thing. And that's what we want to work on tonight. Amen? So that everyone who is hearing the sound of my voice has an easy time of, seeing, of allowing the Lord to see into them. Amen? Okay. Now, I love the Hebrew. I love going back to the beginning because, you know, the Hebrew is a picture language. And so it just gives us that, that better description, I think. So the word is C-O-W-D-H, which means, which is, I, I'm not sure the pronunciation. We're going to go with cowed. And it means a secret, intimate friendship. This is the Hebrew. So this is going back to the original. A secret, intimate friendship. So not secret from the perspective. Remember, perspective is everything. That it's like sometimes, you know, secrets are like not good. And you know, when we're little, when we're little, our, you know, our mom or dad might say, you're not supposed to keep secrets. Okay. But not from that perspective, but from the perspective that I always like to use this just little examples that are from our own life. Have you ever had going back to that close intimate relationship, that best friend? Okay. Where it's like, you know, the inside jokes where all of a sudden you see a, uh, Piece of chocolate cake, and you both burst out laughing, yeah. Yeah. and everyone's around you, and they're like, "What? Like what? It's a piece of chocolate. what's your problem? It's a piece, right?" Yeah. But because you have this inside scoop, or this inside joke, or this inside knowledge with each other, with your intimate friend, okay, that's the Hebrew meaning of the word, okay, just between you and that other person, so just between you and God where he knows things about you that not only other people don't know, but you don't even know. And there are things that you will only tell him. There are things about you that he only knows because there are things that you only want to disclose to him. Amen? And no one, because it's a personal relationship and because we're also different, I'm different than every one of you in here, I, my... What I know about the Father in terms of my life looks different than what you know about the Father in terms of your life. Amen? The picture is a cushion or a pillow. So remember, we're talking about intimacy with the Father. And so the ancient Hebrew is always the pictograph, right? And it's always the, there's a picture, there's a symbol. And it's for this word intimacy, it happens to be a cushion or a pillow. It comes from... This other Hebrew word that means to support oneself while leaning. Well, as soon as I read that, I thought of John. You know, most Italian homes have a last supper hanging in their house. And there's John, and he, what's he doing? He's leaning against Jesus. John 13, 23. Now, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. So when we think of now this word coming from this other, this word C-O-W-D-H, which means a cushion or a secret intimate relationship. And then from the, coming from the word leaning or reclining, we can see that John must have had, and we know that about the apostle John, but it's nice to get this confirmation when you get back to the beginning of what things mean. It's nice, we see that John has this, what? Intimate relationship with Jesus. Amen? Amen. And when you are intimate with Jesus, in those times of intimacy, what we discovered that we get knowledge, we get secret knowledge. And so I just found this really interesting, you know, uh, just the Lord just kind of, you know, just showed me this little interesting piece of information where I, it's so fascinating to me that John, who has this intimate relationship where he He knows this detailed knowledge about God is the one who wrote the book of Revelation. Because in those times of intimacy where you discover secrets, mysteries, treasures, revelation, and revelation that has been disclosed to us now, we can disclose to other people. So, isn't that interesting? Intimacy leads to revelation. Revelation, not for our own personal help, but for us to share, amen? Okay. It's the same word, the C-O-W-D-H, Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. God speaks to Moses face to face. It's the same secret intimate friendship. And so when we look at Noah, well, what was the secret bit of information Noah got about the ark? So intimacy leads to deep intimacy leads to deep revelation. Are there some things that you have been trying to figure out for years? God is calling all of us to a greater, a deeper, a higher level of intimacy in him. Amen. How about Moses in his time on the mountain? You talked last, I think on Sunday, you talked about moments on the mountaintop. In his time of intimacy with the father, face to face, this word, C-O-W-D-H, secret intimate association, relationship, friendship with the father, the Lord basically discloses to him all the details of the building of the tabernacle. The dwelling place of God himself. How about that for some secret information, amen? Can we get a picture? Can we get that picture up there, AV people? Okay, so speaking of the tabernacle, we're not going into an in-depth study, but again, the picture helps us to understand where we are going in terms of intimacy with, with the Father and where we're headed. So this is the, I, I heard one minister say, it's so interesting that it took God six days to create the world and everything good in it. And he used 40 days to talk to Moses about the building of the tabernacle. Doesn't that, like that's where you have that moment where you just think, and I spend all that time thinking about stuff out here, and how much time do I spend thinking about what's going on inside of me? God lives in me. The presence, the very presence of God that was in the, the holy of, of holies at the far end now lives in me. And how much time do I spend thinking and even considering that? Amen? Okay, so this is the tabernacle. So you can see all the way around there's this white curtain and then where that guy is standing at the end, that's the entrance. There is only one way in. I'll just tell you now for the sake of time, Jesus is the type of the of the tabernacle, okay? The tabernacle is a type of Jesus, excuse me, okay? So there's one way in. And so what would happen when the, when the Israelites had sinned and they wanted forgiveness for their sin, they wanted to be pardoned, they would go through the door that was always open the door was never barred it was never closed it was never locked it was always open and always available to them amen no matter the time of day or night so they would go in with their innocent animal they would put the, they would give the innocent animal to the priest who was always standing beside the altar the altar that was made of wood and then covered in bronze. and he would, There would always be this priest standing there and then this, this person who uh, had the sin that they wanted forgiven would enter into the tabernacle, that area there where he would enter into, where he would only be allowed into is called the outer court. And so he'd hand over this innocent animal to the priest and the priest would put it on the altar, the blood would be shed, the sin would be forgiven, and then the Israelite would leave until he sinned again and would return and the same process, amen? And then you have, as you continue along, you have the bronze laver where the ceremonial washing takes place in the middle there. And then you have the tabernacle itself. You have two parts to it, two parts to the the tent you have the first part where you enter in, which is the holy place. And that's the place only priests could enter. So it's got this curtain and only, that's where the lampstand is, the altar of incense is in there, the table of showbread is in there. And only priests are allowed in there. So, so no, no one other than the priest is allowed in there, in the tent. And then you have this place, you can see the, the partition there, there's a curtain there. That's the the last part of the tent, which is the Holy of Holies. So the tent part of the tabernacle is broken up into the two parts. Okay, can you see that? And so there's the first part, which the priest can go in, and the second part is the Holy of Holies. That's where the Ark of the Covenant is, and that's where the presence of God dwells. The word tabernacle in Hebrew means dwelling place. So in, on, in the, so in the Holy of Holies is the Ark of the Covenant, and the lid of the Ark of the Covenant is called the mercy seat, made of solid gold. There's cherubim at either end, and the cherubim are, are facing inward toward the mercy seat. And that is where the presence of God resides. So the, the high priest only once a year would go into that place to make atonement for the sins of the nation on the Day of Atonement, one time a year, one time a year, the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was manifested. Okay? So we said that this, this tabernacle is a type for Jesus. So the one way in, we know, is Jesus. And standing between the sinner. And the presence of God is the sacrifice of blood, Jesus. Jesus took his own blood to the holy of holies, to the tabernacle in heaven, and put his own blood on the altar in heaven to make atonement once and for all. So unlike that guy who's got to go in every time he sins, Jesus did it for all of us, who receive him and believe him and receive him once and for all, amen? amen? So we have that very presence of God that the Bible says was like a, was like a uh, tornado coming into the Holy of Holies when it rested upon the mercy seat. That very presence of God we have living on the inside of us. Amen? Can you imagine I, an Israelite, I just thought of this during worship. You know, when they would see the presence of God coming into the Holy of Holies and see the power, the force and the power. I mean, think of what, think of what a, a cyclone does on earth. Picks up houses, picks up cars, picks up anything in its path because of its power. Can you imagine an Israelite looking and thinking that that power could live on the inside of him? He could never imagine that because he would see the force and the power of the presence of God. And yet we, because of Jesus, have that very power living on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, praise the Lord. Okay. So, uh, hallelujah. The Ark of the Covenant is also a type of Jesus, but we're not going to go there. So 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? His presence is manifested in us once for all. He never leaves. Okay? So don't misunderstand. You know, sometimes we'll say, come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. That glory of God lives on the inside of us. Amen. Amen we have to be careful that it doesn't become too common that we're so used to believe, you know so used to hearing that god lives inside of me but this is where i love meditation because you take it a step farther and you really see from the father's perspective in meditation what that actually means amen Okay, I was listening to this, this message from Benny Hinn, and he was talking about the three areas of the tabernacle. So the outer court, the holy place, which is the first part in the tent, and then the holy of holies, which is beyond the veil, beyond the second curtain. And he, so he had these three areas, and he, he equated them to three levels of prayer. Three different level, meaning going deeper. Three different levels of going deeper in prayer. And he used Matthew 7, 7, so you know the verse, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened. He used that scripture to describe what he was talking about by these three levels. So he said the outer court, now the outer court, remember, is where the Israelites could go. That's where they could, the ground that they could step onto, they could go there with their sacrifice. Amen? And he said that 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 level he equated that he said that's the place where most christians are and that's the place in prayer that's the first level of prayer that's the place where most christians stay he said that's the place of asking for forgiveness amen and that is that is the place of asking for forgiveness what else did he say what was the other thing he said oh oh making your request known right so, so, you know, surfacey stuff. But this I found was very interesting. He said, in this stage or place or level, he said, there is no fellowship with God. It's asking for forgiveness and making your requests known. And at this stage, which is the stage where most Christians stay, he said, there is no fellowship. And if you say amen and leave after those two things, he said, you receive nothing from God. Okay, I'm going to motor through. The second stage is would be the holy place. So the first part of the tent. And this is the, so the first stage is ask and it will be given. The second, the holy place is seek and you will find. He says, this is where you wait upon the Lord and this is where most Christians fail. This is where most miss it. This is the song. Stay a little longer. Because in this, in this uh, level, phase, stage, place, he said it's unpredictable. You don't know how long it's going to take for you to reach the third level, which is the level that we all want to be at. And the level that God is calling us to as he's calling us to deeper levels of intimacy is the holy of holies. This is the knock and it will be open to you. The third level, this is where, all, this is where everything good is. This is where you encounter the presence of god this is where you encounter the glory of god that rested on the ark of the covenant on the mercy seat this is where pastor tina you said it tonight the glory is changing us this is where you see transformation this is where you get revelation this is where you get answers This is where you get downloads and blueprints and creative ideas. This is the level that we all need to be at, amen? In this level, we become quiet and God's presence becomes richer, amen? John 520 says, for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. In this level, John got the book of Revelation and we too can get revelation from the Lord at this level. Amen. Because he says, show, he will show us all things that he does. And he will show us all things that he's going to do at this level. Amen. So it's okay if we're in the first level, but we don't want to stay there. Okay. Okay. And we want to do what we need to do, find out what we need to find out so that we can move beyond that level, amen? In this third level, we always come away with something. Just like Moses when he came down from the mountain and his face shone because he was in the presence of God at this level. He was changed. He was transformed from the inside out and his face shone. You cannot walk away from the manifest presence of God, from the glory of God, and not be changed. Amen? In, the, in Acts 4.13, the Bible says, they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they had been with Jesus. You can't be with God and not look different, sound different, act different. Amen? Amen? But if we look at that Matthew 7.7, We're almost done here. Ask, seek, knock. Notice, we initiate. God is saying to us, you ask, and then I will do my part. I will meet you in that place, and you will receive. Amen? You, you, you ask, you seek, you knock, We are the ones that have to initiate. The Bible says in James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and we draw near first. And I think this is where a lot of people miss it. And it's just for lack of knowledge. Because they think, because God is so wonderful and marvelous and powerful, surely that he can get to me whatever it is he needs to get to me without me doing anything or without me taking the first step. Surely he should be the one to take, right? That is, that is unfortunately, okay, it's wrong thinking, but it is the thinking of far too many people and far too many Christians, that we are the ones that need to initiate. But the wonderful news is God is the one who's calling us. He's the one that's saying, come. Now, we're the ones that have to go but he's the one that's saying, come. Amen? Okay, hallelujah. And so then this is, this is the close. This is the final thing. This is where it all began. So I'm ending with the beginning. Because where do we go from here? Because we may not all be at that place of the Holy of Holies, that third level. We may not be And I would be so bold as to say that if we've been dealing with something for a long time, perhaps, or if we have just, you know, have not been able to figure something out for a long time, we've been stuck for a long time, that I'm just going to be bold enough to say that we're probably not in that place because we know that in that place, We get everything we need. We get the answers. We get the wisdom. We get the revelation. We get the help. We get everything we need. And so God is calling us. So I asked, this is how it all began. I asked the Lord while I was driving one day. God, how do you teach intimacy? Like, How do you teach that? And his response was actually three parts. That they would love themselves because guilt, shame, unworthiness, hinder intimacy with God. That they would know who they are because knowing their inheritance makes them bold. That they would know who I am because to know me is to know that deep calls unto deep. And that I'm always calling them into greater levels of intimacy. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this word, God. We just thank you, Lord God. You are so good to us, God. God, you're showing us where we are, but you're not leaving us there. You're helping us, God, to move to the place that you want us to be that deepest place of intimacy with you, God. And you're showing us the steps that we need to take, Lord. That if we don't love ourselves, well, you're helping us to work that out, God. If there's any shame, if there's any unworthiness, if there's any guilt, if there's any fear, God, we thank you that you're making that known to us, God. You're showing us what hinders us, God, from being in that most intimate place with you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord God. We've been doing a lot of talk about our inheritance and who we are, who we are in you, God, who we are because of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you're showing us that as we discover the fullness of who we are we remove that obstacle which is trying to prevent us that's what it's all about these things these hindrances and these obstacles they're just trying to prevent us from getting into that place god that innermost place god that holy of holies that place of greatest intimacy with you god and we thank you lord But the final part is that you're helping us to see who you are god that your arms are always open that you are love that you're always calling us and there's nothing that could separate us from you wanting intimacy with us god so we thank you lord for tonight and we thank you lord for making it plain And making it clear and we thank you Holy Spirit that as we go that you would continue to minister to each of us on a personal basis that if we have any of these things in any of these three areas God that you have illuminated to us that you would make it known make it clear and that you would help us God show us what to do show us where to go god to get the help we need to deal with the hindrance and the obstacle we thank you lord that your desire is for us god that's what this is all about you created us god because you want to intimately fellowship with us that's why you created man So we thank you, Lord, for your help. We thank you for your wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name.